kick off a new series I've titled Ridiculous. Everybody shout Ridiculous. Yeah, I want to talk to you about Ridiculous today. You say, Pastor, what in the world are you talking about? Where did you get this from? Let me take you to God's word in 1 Samuel chapter 17, picking up reading in verse number 32. This is when David was getting ready to fight Goliath for all of you that are familiar with this Bible story. And he says this, don't worry about this Philistine, David said to King Saul, I'll go fight him. And then King Saul said back to David, don't be ridiculous. That's what I want to talk to you about today. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since his youth. Don't be ridiculous. Several months ago, my family and I, we were on the lake together, and they decided they wanted to go parasailing. And I said, okay, that's great, parasailing. And so they got all the parasailing gear and they said, hey, dad, are you going to go? No, I think I'll just get me a life jacket and I'll be good. And so we got on the boat together, me, my family. And then there was another family that we did not know. They were on the boat as well, going to go parasailing. And, you know, I'm just heights are a giant for me. I'm not into heights. I don't like heights. So I thought, no, I'm not going to go. And then when I saw Karis, I mean, Kel, Kate, and uh, Kel, Kate, and Case in the air, y'all, I just want you to know that's high. Like that building that you see back there is tall. I mean, them boys were a hundred feet up and I thought, no, I know the Lord's not calling me to do that. Do not be ridiculous. No, 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 no. And then I saw Tiffany and Karis and they're over here talking. No, no, hold on. And I, they said, come on. And I was trying to keep my cool points, you know, because the other family's watching me. The dad's older than me. He's going to go, but I'm not going to go. So I'm trying to be cool and be tough. And I'm thinking, hey, I'm not going to be ridiculous. I'm going to play it safe because whoever dies, whoever comes back, I still got to pay for your college. Amen. Somebody, somebody's got to be here to take care of the church. You know what I'm saying? So, so I am not going to be ridiculous. I feel better in the boat. And in the last 20 months, there has been the giant of COVID and all of the division around it, racial tension, political polarization that has caused a lot of Christ followers to play it safe with their faith. Many today are not allowing God to do anything ridiculous through their life. They're not dreaming big. They're not praying big. They're not believing big. They're not moving forward in big faith, trusting God. So many people are playing it safe. They're just staying in the boat. And, and what, what, what I love about this story, David and Goliath, is David didn't play it safe when he encountered a giant. He believed God for big things. He was dreaming such big dreams. King Saul said, don't be ridiculous. Church, I want you to think about this for a moment. Are you dreaming about anything when people, that, that's so big that when people hear your dreams, they say, don't be ridiculous. 
Are you praying such big, faith-filled prayers that when some people hear what you're praying about, they just want to say to you, don't be ridiculous? What I find from most people is that most people aren't believing God for big things. Most people are dreaming small dreams and praying small prayers. Praying prayers like, Lord, bless the food. That's a cute prayer. That's a great prayer. You ought to pray that. Some of your prayer, it's, it's, it is a lot of faith to pray that prayer. You know, Lord, bless the hamburger, two cheeseburgers with French fries to the nourishment of my body as I just chase it down with a milkshake. Bless it, Lord. That's a prayer of faith. Well, we find ourselves praying small prayers. Like, Lord, bless my little toe that hurts. Oh, God, I'm going to pray a prayer of faith today. Lord, help me get the closest parking spot close to the Walmart Supercenter door. And like the Israelite army, many of God's people are stuck in the valley of Elah. You see, because of this giant named Goliath, the entire trained Israelite army was hiding out in the valley of Elah. They were stuck in the valley 40 days and 40 nights. And so many people today, they're stuck because of all the giants in our society. So many people are stuck. Stuck in the valley. And the devil today has so many people stuck in small thinking, stuck in small dreams, stuck in reasonable thinking, stuck in excuses, stuck being comfortable, stuck in bad habits, stuck in sin, stuck with little faith, stuck living in fear, stuck living in intimidation. And today and throughout this series, I'm going to help some people get unstuck by the power of the Holy Spirit. God wants you dreaming big dreams because you serve a big God and he wants to give you a big future. And today, we're going to help some people get unstuck. God wants you to have some ridiculous faith. I want to just share with you at the onset of this message three things the giants of life want you to believe. Three things. The giants of life want you to believe. Number one is this. Giants want you to believe there's no way God can do big things through your life. No way. First Samuel, Samuel chapter 17, verse 33. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine. There's no way you can. Those five words paralyze so many people from having ridiculous faith. There's no way you can. And over the last 20 months with COVID, we've been told what we can't do. We can't go out to eat. We can't go to the movies. We can't go on a cruise. We can't go to the hospital. We can't go to the nursing home. We can't go to the restaurant, and, and I'm not complaining. We, we've all been trying to navigate this season the best way we can. But, but your spiritual enemy, the devil, he is magnifying this season, and he's telling people what they can't do. And I'm hearing God's people. I'm hearing spiritual leaders. I'm hearing pastors. I'm hearing God's people talk about what they can't do. And the devil has people believing you can't dream big. 
You, you can't believe God for big things. You, you can't believe God to intervene in your situation. You can't be free from that addiction. You can't be healed. You could never get free from that anxiety and depression. You can't ever get your degree. Are you crazy? That's ridiculous. You can't live for Jesus. You, you can't ever own your own home. You can't ever be debt free. You can't ever have financial peace. You can't ever be a multimillionaire. You can't ever start your own ministry. You can't start your own business. You can't get promoted. Are you crazy? That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. You can't get a better job. You can't have a thriving marriage. You can't raise godly children. You can't ever come back to church in person and worship again. You can't be faithful to church. You can't lead a small group. You can't do anything big for God. And God today, he wants to kick the I can't spirit out of your heart and in your mind. And for you to get an I can spirit, you do not serve a God of I can't. You serve a God of I can. <laughs> Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Do you believe God's word today? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Somebody shout I can. Come on at Midwest City, Northwest, Indianapolis, online. Come on, somebody shout, I can. Come on, I need 10 people online right now just to type, I can. Come on, church, would you shout it with some conviction? I can. Yeah, God's giving you dreams. He's giving you vision. He's giving you a big future. And you got to kick out, I can't, and start believing, I can. The devil wants you to believe there's no way God can do big things through your life. Number two is this, the devil and giants, giants want you to believe that you can't win. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 33. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. And the devil is telling you, oh, you can try, but it won't work. Go ahead, go ahead and step out in big faith. You can't win. You're going to lose. Go, go ahead and try and just watch how you fail miserably. And giants can make you feel like a loser. Giants, if you're not careful, they can suck the faith right out of you and the devil is trying his best to use this season to create a losing mindset in you instead of a winning mindset and let me say this I want to acknowledge this through natural eyes Saul was right through, through human eyes David was going to lose this battle. I mean, Goliath was a giant and David was average size. Goliath was a grown man and David was a boy. Goliath was a trained soldier and David was a shepherd boy. Goliath had armor and a spear and David showed up with a slingshot and no armor. In the natural, there's no way David could win, but David didn't allow a giant. He did not allow the words of King Saul to suck his faith out of him. He was full of faith because he knew that he served a big God. 
And some of you are allowing the words of people and giants to suck your faith right out of you. You're listening too much to the words of your giant and you're not listening enough to the words of your God. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and so does fear. So does losing. What are you listening to? So faith comes by hearing the God kind of faith comes by hearing and hearing what? Hearing by the word of God. And what some of you need today is to hear the promises of God so you can be full of faith because faith comes by hearing. Some of you need to hear the promises of God so that you can get out of this losing mindset and get into a winning mindset. Well, pastor, what kind of promises are in God's word for my life? Well, promises like Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 3. Blessed, you're blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed in your coming in, blessed in your going out. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. All things work together for good. Romans chapter 8 and verse 31. If God is for us, who can be against us? Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 3. His divine power has given you everything you need for life and godliness. Somebody's faith is going to rise up today. Jeremiah 29 and verse number 11. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord. Lord, your God will be with you wherever you go. Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 17. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Psalm 91 and verse 7. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Psalm chapter 118 verse 17. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Psalm chapter 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. And my God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Psalm chapter 27, verse 13, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Psalm chapter 18, 84, verse number 11, the Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Psalm chapter 34, verse number 10, the lions may grow weak and and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Mark chapter 11, verse 24, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Psalm chapter 37, verse number 4, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Somebody's faith is coming alive today. Somebody's dreaming bigger. Somebody's praying bigger. Somebody believing bigger. Come on, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Your best days are not behind you. Your best days are still ahead of you. The best is yet to come. Somebody needs to pray bigger and believe bigger. Number three is this. Giants want you to believe that you don't have what it takes. Psalm, 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 33. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy. You're only a boy. The devil uses giants to make you believe you don't have what it takes. I mean, God could use somebody else's ridiculous faith, but he can't use yours.
I mean, God can do big things through someone else, but not through you. You're too young. You're too old. You're in the millennial generation. But you're a Gen Z. You're, you're Gen X. You're, you're a baby boomer. You're, you're too poor. You're too rich. You're too black. You're too white. You're too brown. Giants speak to your insecurities. You're just not enough. You've made too many mistakes. Why would God use you? Who do you think you are anyways? You're so small and your giant is so big. And too many Christians get so focused on their giant that they lose sight of who they are in Jesus Christ. 1 Samuel 17, verse 33, you're only a boy. And here's the focus on the giant, the giant. And he's been a man of war since his youth. Get your focus on the giant, David. And you can't, you can't, David, because you're a nobody. And he's a somebody. And church, here's what happens. Some of us start to believe because we don't know who we are in Christ. We begin to believe that we're a nobody. And I just want to remind you, you need to hear what God's word says about you. You're buying into culture. You're buying into what your giant is saying. You're buying into what your critics are saying. And you need to get in God's word and find out what God's word says about you and who you are. God says if you're a Christ follower in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 9, that you're a chosen people, royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Psalms 139 and verse 14 says you're fearfully and wonderfully made second corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 17 says you're a new creation all things have passed away and all things have become new deuteronomy 28 verse 13 says you're the head and not the tail romans chapter 8 and verse 37 says you're more than a conqueror first john chapter 4 and verse 4 says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world romans chapter 8 verse 38 and 39 says nothing will separate you from the love of god isaiah chapter number 4 43 and verse 4 says you're precious in God's eyes Romans chapter 8 and verse number 2 says you are free from the law of sin and death first Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 16 says you have the mind of Christ John chapter 15 verse 15 says you're a friend of God John chapter 15 and verse 16 says you're appointed to bear fruit Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 10 says you're created to do good works John chapter 1 and verse number 12 says you're a child of God hear your pastor today you're not a nobody you're a somebody because you're a child of God don't you buy into you're too small you're too weak you're you're, you're 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 too insignificant you're too young you're too old no you're a child of the living God I want to shift gears with you and for the remaining balance of my time I want to give you three steps to see God do ridiculously big things in your life. Three steps to see God do ridiculously big things in your life. I want to know who I'm preaching to at every campus. Is there anybody who still has some ridiculous faith? And come on, you're praying some big prayers. You're, you're believing God for some big things. Is there anybody? Oh, yes. Number one, number one, number one. You must keep believing in spite of what you see and hear. It's key to seeing God doing ridiculous big things to your life. 
keep believing in spite of what you see and hear. Notice this, 1 Samuel chapter 17. Saul's told David, you're too young. He's a big giant. He's going to wear you out. There's no way you can win. And verse 34, David said, but David persisted. I, I could just preach those three words. I could do a whole sermon on that. But David persisted. David didn't allow the giant or King Saul to cause him to stop believing God for big things. He persisted. He kept believing. He kept saying, I can. David did not see a problem. He saw potential. And to see God do ridiculous in your life, you have to keep believing in spite of the giant that you see. It's true. I'm not trying to deny it. The giant is real. But if you keep believing God, you will see your dream happen. The giant may delay your promise, but it won't deny your promise. The giant may slow down your progress, but it won't stop your progress. If you'll keep believing God, if you'll keep your faith in God, if you'll just keep the faith. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1 gives us the definition of faith. It says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for. And assurance about what we do not see. Keeping faith in God. Keeping faith means you remain confident in what you're hoping for even when you don't see it. Let me just say this. If you already see it, you don't need faith. Because faith is having a confidence in what you hope for, but yet you yet do not see it. And you are believing God for some things that you have not seen manifested yet. And I simply want to say, keep your faith in God. Keep hope alive. Keep believing. Keep praying. Keep hoping. God will do it if you keep the faith. Last year, I began 2020 on a spiritual high. We were having, some of you will remember this, we were having packed out prayer services, 21 days of prayer. We had 1,000, 1,100, 1,200 people showing up at 6 a.m. in person, and then the rest joining online. I mean a move of God. We were launching the Edmond campus. I had cast vision that we were going to launch the Edmond campus in August of that year. We were fired up, spiritual momentum, and then all of a sudden, March of 2020 hit, COVID, and, and I, I'll be honest, here's what I thought. I thought when COVID happened in March, I thought, oh, it'll be over by Easter. We'll have resurrection Sunday services together. Nope. I thought, okay, okay, by the end of summer, it'll be over. Nope. By the time the kids go back to school, nope. Okay, I know what it is. 2020 is just one of those years. But as soon as 2020 ends and we clock strikes midnight on January the 1st, 2021, it's a new season. It's a new day. Fresh anointing coming your way called the Delta variant. <laughs> and we didn't start the Edmond campus in 2021. And there was a season in 2021, several months ago, where I was losing my faith. I was, I was speaking negative. I was thinking negative. I mean, are we going to move forward? What's, what's going on? What's happening? I just 
began to really, my, my faith was getting sucked. I, I was just looking at the giants. I was reading the headlines, and, I was, and my faith was getting sucked out of me. And there was a turning point. I just began to get in God's word. I began to study faith. I began to listen to sermons on faith, just pumping my mind full of faith. I'd be in the bathroom listening to sermons, in the shower, in the car, just listening to faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then something just happened on the inside of me and the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. Herbert Cooper, you know what my word says. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. Herbert Cooper, the only reason I have not sent my son Jesus back to come for the church is I still want more people saved, more people delivered, more people set free, more relationships mended. I am not done, Herbert Cooper, and my faith begin to rise again. I begin to talk faith again. I begin to believe in faith again. I begin to pray audacious big prayers again. I begin to talk to the staff about faith faith. Our best days are not behind us. They're still ahead of us. There's still a great work to do for the Lord Jesus Christ and church. My faith came alive and I just come to announce today with the Lord's help in August. Matter of fact, the third Sunday of August in 2022 we had a dream in 2020 to start the Edmond campus. The promise was delayed but it will not be denied. We will start the Edmond campus in August of next year to see more changed lives, to continue to see marriages restored, the drug addicts set free, prostitutes delivered. We are going to make a difference. Matter of fact, me and our board, our board, we took an audacious step of faith because we believe we serve a big God. And just a few weeks ago, we have now 23 acres of land in Edmond under contract that we will own in the middle of January of 2020. Devil, take that as we move forward in faith to see more changed lives. There's the land right there that we will own in. Somebody ought to give God some praise. Somebody ought to thank God that the devil will not stop the church of Jesus Christ, that we will move forward with the hand and the power of God. You say, now, Pastor, where is that land located in Edmond? I'll tell you next week. Yeah, yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be here next week, and I, and I'll tell you. But the Lord is good, and I'm excited to see more changed lives. Put that picture up again. Just guess. Take it down. I'll see you next week. Point number two. Point number two. Three steps to see God do ridiculously big things in your life. Number two. You must never forget what God has done for you in the past. Never. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 34 and verse 35. But David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. He said, when a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with the club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I love this. David believed that he could do the ridiculous and defeat the giant named Goliath because he did not forget how God helped him in the past. 
And so many people don't have faith for today because they forgot what God did yesterday. But when you remember what God has done in the past, it will give you a confidence and faith for what God can do in the present and what he can do in the future. And I think about my own life. I think about how God saved a little old boy named named Herbert Cooper in Wewoka, Oklahoma, in a football locker room. I think about how I was addicted and how the Lord Jesus set me free from addictions. I think about how I went off to college and I'm the first person in my immediate family to get a college degree. I almost didn't get one, but hey, I did it anyways. Come on. It was close. It's a couple of close calls, but I got it. Starting in college, I began to travel all around America. I graduated from college and continued to travel full-time. Didn't grow up in a ministry home, didn't have any connections, didn't know people. The Lord opened doors and traveled all across America. Almost been to every state preaching the gospel. Been overseas preaching in front of 15,000, 20,000 people. And I just look at how faithful God has been. God blessed me with a wonderful wife. We've been married for 24 years this next month. Four kids who love the Lord. And I just look back at the faithfulness of God. God, I look at how we started People's Church in the AMC Theater in the Quell Springs Mall with 65 people in attendance uh, in May of 2002. And then by Memorial Day, we were running, we had about 40, we had a Gideon revival. We were running 40-something people by by Memorial Day. And I was discouraged and wondered if the dream could happen. But can I tell you, God was faithful and the church began to grow and began to grow and began to grow and then we bought 50 acres on Britain Road and built our first facility and the Lord was faithful. We built our second facility and the Lord was faithful. We lost Midwest City and the Lord was faithful. We launched Northwest Campus and the Lord was faithful. We did something audacious and went out of state with a live preaching campus and lost an Indianapolis campus that is blowing up in Indianapolis and reaching people for Jesus. We lost the first ever prison church in the state of Oklahoma at Mabel Bassett and the Lord has been faithful. Just this past week, uh, 36 ladies were baptized in water at Mabel Bassett Correctional Facility. Won't he do it? The Lord! has been faithful and some of you don't have faith for today because you forgot what God did yesterday is there anybody else besides Pastor Herbert Cooper that you look back at your life and say God has been faithful back then he was faithful a decade ago he was faithful two decades ago he was faithful last year and the same God that brought me that far that thus far he didn't bring me thus far to leave me and you've got to draw strength from the past of God's faithfulness to remind you that he will continue to be faithful. Number three is this. You must understand battles always precede breakthrough. 1 Samuel 17 verse 35. David said, I, got, I, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw. And club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears. And I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too. For he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear. Will rescue me from the 
Philistine. Here's what David understood. He understood battles precede breakthrough. Church, you win victories by fighting battles. You defeat giants by fighting giants. You do not get a testimony without a test. David had a testimony of defeating a lion and a bear because he fought a lion and a bear. Church, understand this. Battles always precede breakthrough. Every time you want more victories, it will require more battles. Every time God wants to take you to a new level, get ready to fight the dirty devil. Every time you start pursuing God's dream, the devil will come up with a new scheme. Who in the world told you that you can have progress without pain? No, 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 no. You're in a you're in a battle. You can't have a testimony without a test. You can't have blessings without burdens. You can't have a dream fulfilled without your flesh being killed. Church, you are in a fight. Those who see God do ridiculous things through their life, they learn how to fight spiritual battles. We have to fight for our dreams. We have to fight for our marriages. We have to fight for our children. We have to fight for our families. We have to fight to win souls to Christ. We have to fight for the hurting and the broken and the disenfranchised and the poor. We have to fight for people not to go to hell. We have to fight for the next generation to follow God. We have to fight to reach our cities. This isn't easy. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. We're in a real spiritual fight. And people who do ridiculous things for God, they put up their spiritual dukes. And they fight. They just realize there will not be breakthrough without battles. You shouldn't be surprised by battles. It's a part of seeing breakthrough. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. I'm so grateful that we don't have to fight with the weapons of this world. But are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Let me quickly give you four ways we must fight as a church. Number one is this, with ridiculous prayers. Ridiculous prayers. Ridiculous big prayers. Faith-filled prayers. Some of you are praying too small. God's stirring your heart today because you haven't been praying any big prayers. You're praying a little small prayers. Today may God let you allow your faith to rise or you begin to pray big prayers. Number two is fight with ridiculous faith. Church, we're, called, we're people of faith. The Bible says the just will live by faith. The Bible says it's impossible to please God in Hebrews 11 verse 6 without faith. Start believing bigger. Start speaking faith. Start acting in faith. Start moving in faith. We're people of faith. Number three, Ridiculous commitment. Here's what I want to ask you to do. Would you commit to attend the next three weeks of this series and one night? And I realize church attendance has been inconsistent through this pandemic. I'm asking, would you be here? Well, I'm asking you to be here for one night. I'm asking today for some ridiculous commitment. And may it start a great habit in your life. But would you give me the next three Sundays in a row and one night? Ridiculous commitment. 
ridiculous prayers, ridiculous faith, ridiculous commitment, and number four, ridiculous generosity. Ridiculous generosity. Big faith for a big future. As you walk out today, you're going to be handed a Dream Builders Big Faith Big Future Commitment Card. You'll be handed one of these. If you're a first-time guest, you're a guest with us, please feel no obligation to participate in any way. But we're glad you're here. And I do want you to know as a first-time guest, this church is full of vision to reach more people who need to find hope in Jesus Christ. And here's what I want you to do as you get this card. I want you to take it and pray over it. Here's the next steps. On the back of the card, you'll see some next steps. And the first is this. If you're not a tither, would you become a consistent tither in 2021 and 2022? A consistent tither. Here's a second. Would you pray and ask God what he would have you to give during the next 12 months over and above your tithe to dream builders? What would he have you to give over and above the tithe to dream builders to help us accelerate the vision? I'd love to pay cash for that land. We want to keep giving aggressively to missions all around the world. And your Dream Builders dollars help us accelerate the vision of people's church locally, nationally, and internationally. Would you pray? My wife and I are praying right now about what the Lord would have us to give over and above our tithe. And then next is, would you turn in your Dream Builders card by November 21st, 2021? Would you be sure to turn this in? You can do it online or you can do it in person. It's on the app. It's on the website. And then last but not least, the fourth is, would you give your best miracle offering? On Sunday, December the 5th, 2021, every year we have a miracle offering. And now would you pray about the miracle offering, the one-time offering that goes towards your dream builder's commitment that you would ask God about giving your best offering that day. And I believe this. Not only does God have a big future for our church, but he has a big future for your life. For your life. And I'm asking that faith would arise in hearts to step out that you wouldn't be paralyzed by the giants. We're called to live by faith. Everybody, when you read scripture, whom God used in a ridiculous way, it was because they had ridiculous faith in God. Would you stand with me all around the campuses today, every location? Nobody leave out early. Nobody leave out early. Would you stand with me right now? And will somebody just begin to raise your hands all around the building and begin to pray some ridiculous prayers? Come on. Begin to pray for a child to come back home and serve the Lord. Begin to pray for your future. Begin to pray for your marriage, your future marriage. Begin to pray for your career. Begin to pray to be debt-free. Begin to pray for God to use you to launch that ministry, to launch that business. Come on. Somebody begin to pray big prayers to a big God. He's able. He's able. He's able. Come on, big prayers, Midwest City. Big prayers, Northwest. Big prayers, Indianapolis. Big prayers online. I turn it over to the campuses. Come on, let's worship. Let's sing. Come on, church. Pray big prayers. Let's believe God. Let's worship together. You are perfect in all of your ways to us. Oh, you're perfect, Lord. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. To us, oh, you are perfect, Lord. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect. Come on, big dreams, big dreams. In a big God, big dreams, you can, you can, you can do all things. Through Christ, you can.
Father, thank you that faith is arising in a big God for a big future. Give us big faith today in Jesus' name.